Grace, a listener-supported podcast from the Free Grace Alliance about working together to take the gospel of God's grace to the world. Hello, fellow Free Gracers. Thanks for joining us for the Leading Grace podcast. I'm here today with Asari Shie Bapur, gospel teacher, businessman, and a Christian in Ghana. Welcome, Asari. Can you tell me about how you came to believe in Free Grace? Yes, um, I I was raised a Presbyterian, um, uh, but growing up in a royal home, it wasn't it wasn't maybe it was more like fulfilling righteousness, as I would put it, because we had to be seen to be accepted by the society, and uh, Christianity had taken hold of the country uh, as of the time I was born. I was born in the seventies. So in order to be accepted by the society, we had to be seen to be Christians. So um, I grew up attending the Presby Church without having any relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ whatsoever. I just went to church, um, followed through the catechism, um, knew, um, knew how to recite the Lord's Prayer, Ten Commandments, um, Psalm 27, Psalm 23, Psalm 1, all these things were required of me. Uh, and I knew all that attended all children's service, but um, I actually encountered Jesus Christ uh, in college uh, when I got to the university. That's when somebody explained the gospel to me and uh, I became a Christian. Uh, but I was more of a Presbyterian than being a Christian until, until I met Charlie. And prior to meeting Charlie, I had practically made it difficult for others to come to Jesus Christ because it was a litany of lists of things they have to do in order to be saved. So I met Charlie. I think this was either in 2002 um some yeah in 2002 when i met charlie and he was teaching uh in my then girlfriend's church um, i had visited my girlfriend who is now my wife uh, and she told me a group of white guys in my church teaching and you love things of jesus christ so you can go there <laughs> so i got to the church and i saw this chinese looking man um teaching on grace so I sat down and I listened to him. I think my first reaction was, what is this guy teaching? I mean, if I don't have to work, then, you know, but by the time he was done with the first presentation, um, I had most of my questions answered. And I went back the next day and the next day, I think it was a five days event and so helpful, so helpful. Um, I realized how sinful my righteousness was and uh, how difficult and practically impossible it was for, for anybody to be saved by the standard that I had been taught from the background of Presbyterianism. And not only that, the Ghanaian kind of gospel of works. So yes, I encountered the free grace message um, through the ministry of Reverend Dr. Charlie Bing. And since then, I think my life has been better. That's great. 
just recently you helped us organize a conference for the FGA in Ghana. Can you tell us a little bit about how that went? Well, um, I think it was one of the most eventful um, and impactful conferences ever organized in, in the part of Ghana that it was organized. Um, we chose Kumasi because um, we had uh, a couple of pastoral fellowships and they are quite organized. So there is the Ashanti Ministers Fellowship, the Kumasi Ministers Fellowship. And so we decided to invade them. What we saw was um, the easiest way to reach the masses is to do so through the leadership of the church. And so if we could get pastors to train to, to talk about the gospel of grace, it will make more impact than just putting up a conference for the ordinary congregant. So we chose Kumasi and the reason being that there we could get the most organized groups of pastors to put together. And uh, by the grace of God, uh, we targeted 300 pastors, uh, 300 wow. pastors, yes. And we decided to uh, give them free lunch and a couple of other materials. And here we have to say a big thank you to Dr. Bing, who brought us some of his books. And um, we also give uh, some of our books as well. So the first day of the event, um, July is a rainy season in a country, uh, but the first day we recorded 240 people attending. Second day, it rained heavily in the morning, so we had 180 thereabouts attending. But the last day, our imagination was exceeded because the people that came, the friend that said second day brought in more people. So we had more than 300 people wow. attending that day. And it was fantastic, that I can say. Uh, and I would say that this is a seed sown. Um, it's up to us to water that seed, nurture it, and, and watch it bear fruit in time. So for these pastors, was this the first exposure for a lot of them to free grace theology? Yes. Um, according to the survey that Dr. Bing conducted, you should have seen it, it was, um, uh, it was revealing and sorrowful as well. Sorrowful because you find about 90% of them actually taken that one needs to speak with other tongues in order to be saved. Um, and, and then uh, this is where you ask yourself what has been taught and what have been learned over the years and how easy has it been for the people who listen to these preachers Sunday in and out if there is so much one needs to do to be saved. And like you said, it's the first time most of them encountered the gospel of free grace. Yeah. How did they respond? Fantastic. Um, just, as, uh, just as I responded, there is no way you would hear uh, the gospel of grace and not first of all, react negatively and begin to think of it as some kind of Satan's doctrine. Um, there, is, there is no way you won't have certain struggles and difficult questions. 
So the first day of the event saw, saw us having to answer a barrage of questions, uh, but uh, the ministry of Dr. Bing and another brother from South Africa, um, 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 Dr. Pastor Kelvin was, was very fantastic when they took their time to answer. Of course, I, I blended it in with my local understanding of things. So yes, it was great. The second day we had followed up questions, but on the third day we decided to do something different. We, because of all the questions that came, we decided that we have a panel Q&A kind of uh, session. So we all sat on the stage and we took in questions and answered to them. Now, the amazing thing is when I visited them recently in Kumasi, um, they had also invited others who were not present at the conference to come listen. So it was a fantastic session I had with them. And surprisingly, it's sinking gradually. Uh, all the messages we're getting from them uh, tells us that, yes, uh, like I said, the seed is sown um, and we just need to follow it up and then make sure that this really get entrenched in the hearts of the preachers. How do you plan to do that? Moving forward, uh, next year is a crucial year because we need to follow this up as quickly as possible. So next year, we plan in a massive conference. Um, I'm looking to um, spreading it, moving it from, not moving it completely from Kumasi, but of course, adding other destinations um, to northern part of Ghana. And, and Southern here in Accra and then in Kumasi. But prior to this, I'm looking to taking some airtime on radio to talk extensively about the gospel of grace, uh, more as a sensitization uh, project towards um, the conference for next year. And uh, also take time and visit some of these pastors. I mean, maintain a close, contact with them to continuously share with them new insights as, as I receive um, on the gospel of grace. And as much as I can, and this is where my request, the first request is coming in directly, um, that I should get a lot of free grace materials, books for that matter, to be given to those who can read. But what we also saw was that um, it's a situation in Africa, you find there's a continent of about less than 50% literate people here. Uh, the rate of illiteracy is very high. So we look to the audio Bible device. Um, Rachel, can you organize one for me, audio Bible? Um, audio Bible device where we have the audio Bible and then I have pre-recorded some of the free grace messages. Most of them from Dr. Bing's um, grace notes and other materials that we've recorded and translated into the local languages for them. So we want to follow them up technologically and of course also physical contacts as we can. This is the device. It has um, the Bible. So the Bible in English in full and we've paid for recordings of the Bible into the various languages. So at the moment we have 12 languages and so when we go into any region, then we load their dominant language on it and then give to them. So yes, radio 
we're going to go on radio, we're going to give a lot of materials out. So all free grace teachers and preachers out there who have written books, I'm coming to the States, God willing, for this conference. And I don't know how I'm going to carry the books here, but I need them for, for these pastors. <laughs> Yeah. So if I were to bring you some of my books uh, that I've written to the conference and hand them off to you, you'd be able to get them there? Yes, 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 uh, there's, there's, it's possible for me to get them here. And then sure, whilst um, this time around, I'm trying to come uh, again with my wife, like we did in 20, 2019. Um, and then that means that I have free spaces to carry your books as well. So, yeah, I have a lot of spaces to be able to carry your books here. And as, as and when God blesses FGA with a lot of money and uh, you can send in more books, yeah, you can ship them. We will receive them here. Great. Great. So, so the audio Bible, is that something that, you know, basically we could get you recorded messages and you can upload them onto, onto that device and pass that out? Yes. Yes, yes. Um, I will be so grateful if you can get me a lot of the recorded messages. And we will give to the Department of Linguistics uh, from the University of Ghana who will translate them into the local languages. Thankfully, I have a perfect understanding of the Ashanti language. Uh, that's my language. So there can never be a mistake in translation. I will be following up with that. So yes, if we can get a lot of the audio recorded messages, that will be vital, vital for training, the continuous training of these preachers. Um, and sure, if uh, God's children are also blessed with money and FGA can invest in that, I think the headquarters of these people are in Texas. So we can get some of the devices. That's great. What part of Texas? Um, I think they, they may have been in Austin or something, but I sent the website to you, Davar Partners. Mm -hmm. I buy them from South Africa, but their head office is in Texas, okay. Davar Partners. Um, I will send the address, just look for it, and then send it to you. And if, if FGA and all Christians and all those who are listening to us can invest in that, that's all we ask for. Uh, it's, it's a very powerful tool every year. I personally send 1,500 of the devices to Dubai where it will be picked by certain underground missionaries and they send to the Muslim um, communities and evangelize and underground. So it's a powerful tool and it's helping a lot here. Uh, and I think FGA can invest in that. Great. So uh, you mentioned also doing conferences in Kenya and South Africa um, earlier when we were speaking. Yes. Can you tell me about what yes. you have planned for those areas? Yes, very good. Uh, Kenya is a fertile ground for me. Um, by the grace of God, I have a couple of friends in Kenya um, and some influential ministers of the gospel or, or who has been generous to me to give me their platforms to talk about the grace of God. Uh, in a couple of sessions, but just as it is with all countries that were colonized, freedom is not such an easy thing for us. Um, 
freedom must be fought for. And that is the attitude we take to salvation. <laughs> we take the attitude of fighting for freedom to grace and we want to fight for it. And it's the same story in Kenya. Uh, wherever the British colonized, maybe like America, I mean, you have to fight for freedom. So Kenya is the same story, but thankfully, we are gradually being able to gather some ministers in some communities, Nairobi and Moya. I think we can start from Moya because they have a more organized ministers group than Nairobi. Nairobi is just too huge to do anything of the sort, but we can start from Moya. So yes, next year, I'm looking to, when you touch the continent of Africa, you'll be visiting Ghana. Um, God's own country. Charlie can tell you a lot about it. Can I? God's own God is a Ghanaian. He visits other places, you know. <laughs> and uh, South Africa is a base for me. Um, it's a base for business. It's a base for, I have a lot of friends there. And so South Africa is also on the radar. In fact, one of the ministers at the just ended conference is a South African and I'm trying to get him to attend the upcoming FD, FGA conference uh, in the USA. So um, three days ago, they sent me a message and they themselves are requesting that we hold uh, Rediscovering Grace, FGA's Rediscovering Grace conference in South Africa. And in South Africa, we're still looking at two cities, Nelspruit, uh, in the Mpumalanga province and uh, Johannesburg uh, in the Houghton province. Great. Mm. Great. And so some of these uh, pastors and things, have any of them that, you know, we you ran into at this previous conference, did any of them tell you that they, you know, fully bought into free grace theology and we're going to start teaching it at their churches? Yes. Yes, indeed. Um <laughs> Funny enough, I had one pastor just uh, call me to say, well, his church is, is open and he even wants to give me a space to start um, Grace School of Theology there. Okay. Uh, yes, um, God is opening doors here. Um, uh, just like we, we keep saying here, Grace is um, a safe place. May not be a soft place, but it's a safe place. And uh, with a commitment of other believers um, and seeing the genuineness and the simplicity of even the ministers of grace themselves, that in itself is appealing enough to get others to come on board. So um, Kumasi Ministers Fellowship, uh, they are eager to have us. And I forgot the church that hosted us, the Calvary Charismatic Center, we happened to hold a session in the church of the regional pastor of the Calvary Charismatic Center. And the general overseer of that ministry's son represented him because he himself had traveled. So on the Sunday, he invited us to the main church. Oh, wow. And uh, the information I'm getting on the ground is that they intend to be the ones, the main church intends to be the ones hosting us for next year. Oh, wow. 
So we probably need to start uh, planning. I may have to visit Kumase as quickly as possible again and see how those plans are going. But it's fantastic and that he tells me and Dr. Bing, he told us that you've just opened my eyes and trust me, I'm just going to be teaching on grace from now on, which was, uh, so we were hosted in one of the auditoriums, which was more for the youth service. Uh, and Ghana, we say youth is from 18 to 45. So you have 18 years to 45 year old <laughs> people that we ministered to. And it was beautiful seeing Dr. Bing you know, share the gospel of grace in very simple terms. And the response we got from them was amazing. So Ghana is open, Kumasi is open. I say Africa is a fertile ground now for the gospel. That's great. Mm. Can you tell me more about the plans for the Free Grace Radio program? Well, yes. Um, at the moment, my biggest challenge is securing a good time. Um, uh, when I when I visited the radio station, it looks like um, the time slot for preachings, most of the most popular radio station in Kumasi had been taken over. And uh, I am looking for a very good time because you can have a very good program at a very bad time and, and uh, it will not make the impact you really want. So I have started from that angle. The next will be financials, but we praying to God and trusting him to be able to make funds available for us to be able to embark on this project. And uh, I think that's just that, but the rest, will be a lot more messages sometimes you run dry so yes it will be fantastic to hear other free grace preacher live uh on radio technology will just allow that for us to reach as many as possible so you would play some recorded sermons and do some live as well is that what what, what you do okay. yes it will be a live live sessions um uh, and um, by virtue of my time, I'm also discussing with them where we can have sessions where the messages are just recorded and sent to them and they play. But I prefer more of the live sessions because it will also afford the audience to ask their questions and then um, you be able to interact uh, live with them, which makes more impact than just sending in the recorded uh, versions to them. Would you be uh, the host for that program or would there be another host? Yes, I'll be, I'll be hosting. Um, and sure, uh, when I'm not available, there'll be others hosting. Now we're training a grace team here in Accra. Uh, we're training uh, a team of grace preachers. Uh, when Dr. Bing was here, he ministered to the team uh, here in Accra. And I think when when you are here next year, you're going to be ministering to them as well. Um, so we're training a grace team. And next year, they will all be enrolled in the Grace Life uh, Institute, uh, Dr. Bing's programs that he holds with Reverend Fred here. So we're training a team of... Uh, uh, we call them the grace team, anyway, 
who will also be going to other places um, to minister. Um, we have a whole sort of a Bible school up in the northern part of the country that we visit uh, periodically to teach them more on grace and other subjects of importance. So yes, we would have a solid team to handle even the radio program and all other events. Great. So what, what is kind of your ultimate goal for, for Ghana? Well, I would take it to the continent of Africa and some parts of Asia. Um, Ghana opens up to the 1040 window and um, Islam is really gaining grounds in West Africa. They are stamping their hold on West Africa. A little research conducted proves that for lack of clarity of the gospel, people easily fall for the deception of Islam. The more we preach the gospel of works, the more people find it very difficult to come to Jesus Christ because there is so much to do. But then Islam being a religion of works proper and they come with all the other goodies, um, makes it easier for most of the people who are underprivileged poor people to run to Islam. It's a sad spectacle in Northern Ghana that uh, Dr. Bing forwarded my newest book to me, um, Infiltrating with Grace, about what we have started here in infiltrating the predominantly Muslim communities with the gospel of grace to raise believers. Um, I hope I will be able to bring copies of this infiltrating with grace. That's a story of how the gospel of grace is making a difference in the Muslim communities in Ghana and elsewhere around the globe. My vision for this country would be that in the next five years, we litter our streets with the gospel of grace and infiltrate many camps around the world, especially where Islam dominates with the gospel of grace. Let me make this point very clear to Christians globally. Christianity have a powerful message and especially being the message of God's grace, it's unmatched, but Islam has a strategy and it's a multi-prone strategy. They look into politics, they look into business, they end, they are really winning in Africa. And Europe is almost falling to Islam. Europe is almost falling. They are taking over Europe by business. But the most beautiful aspect is that no Muslim ever encounters the gospel of grace 
simply explained and given clarity and remain a Muslim. And we have testimonies upon testimonies of people that are coming to Christ simply because they had the gospel of grace. But more importantly, I would also ask believers around the globe not to underreach the power of prayer and evangelism uh, because you do not go talking to people about God, about Jesus, when you have not spoken to Jesus about people. So we shouldn't take prayer for granted. And, and this is what is my vision, is to see Christ take over this country. Um, more importantly, uh, the freedom in Christ being made available to all Christians with the concrete and solid assurance of their salvations so they can live in the freedom and be more effective for the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm, that's great. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. Mm. What can FGA do other than the things we've already talked about to kind of help you get there? Okay, FGA should praying for us every day because we are involved in um, a spiritual battle um, in your in your world. Um, well, when I say in your world, America believes that it's a world on its own. So in your world, <laughs> when whenever whenever I come to the states and I listen to your preachers and your teachers, it looks to me like the gospel has reached its wit's its end in America, and now it has become more of an intellectual battle, uh, whereby preachers are seeking to undo each other intellectually. But when you move out of the United States and you hit Asia and you hit Africa, you realize that the gospel, as is known elsewhere, is not known at all anywhere. And now, years back, I'm a product of the generosity of America, just as I keep saying every day, the generosity of America that sent Dr. Charlie Bing to Africa to teach. And I got wind of that. So if Americans stop supporting the gospel, there will be many people enslaved like I used to be. So FGA, in all their contributions and all that they can do, I think once in a while they can give us, once we come from Africa, give us some platform to also share our stories on your stage. And then of course, as many as can support us to go with this message. Because my wife and I, our first time visiting the US, we said that you people have solid gold in your hands. Your problem is you don't know how to transport this to those who really need it. And by the grace of God, we come to those conferences, we get the knowledge, and we run with it. And sometimes this machine that runs the gospel, and as much as the gospel is free, the channel through which it operates is not. And uh, some of us have dedicated ourselves in using all the resources God gives to us to advance this gospel. So I would say that FGA and America shouldn't stop supporting this gospel. And, and maybe let me sound a bit more spiritual. It is the missionary support of America that made her great, not the political 
influence of America. It is when Americans supported missions activities around the globe that they became great. The greatness of America is in her people and the people who loved Jesus Christ enough to go and not only going, but also sending others, enabling people like me from Africa to also go. So FGA can support us materially and she prayerfully, first prayerfully materially. And then I wouldn't say no if you support us financially as well. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'd love to be able to do that. Um, as you know, Free Grace Alliance is also underfunded. Um, so, you know, any of our listeners who want to see this go, we're very willing. Um, help us out and we'll we'll spread the wealth around and um, not to uh, enrich anybody financially, but to get the gospel out there and to help people who are serving be freed up to serve. Mm -hmm. so, thank you so much for your time today, Asari. I'm really looking forward to seeing you at the conference mm -hmm. um, and going out there next year to Ghana and also Kenya mm -hmm. and South Africa. It's uh, gonna be really, um, just a wonderful time with the Lord and with the brethren there and um, see if we can make an impact and get some people to embrace the gospel of, uh, of God's free grace mm. in Christ. Because um, really there's nothing, there's nothing more important in this whole world than the gospel. Mm. Mm. Thank mm. you so much, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, um... Grant, uh, so grateful uh, for the time. And uh, thank you for the promptness with which you reply your emails. It's just beautiful. And I haven't had the opportunity to say a big thank you my last time in the US, but for your email you sent to um, Julie to be sent to me at immigration, they were like, do you have any invitation letter? for this oh, conference. Wow. And I said, I've registered. They say, no, we need invitation letter. So I just saw that, okay, I have this email, let me see. And then I saw the one liner where you said, okay, Julie, I kept it. Okay, Julie, Asari can come for the conference free of charge. Cause you guys were debating, <laughs> you know. So maybe that will also come with another request and I'll send to you by email. Maybe you may need to type another letter of invitation for me and my wife so that when we get to your immigration, I know American immigration is like that. And we also have to pray because you come into America and they make it look as if you're entering into heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Even heaven won't ask so many questions. No. It will be crazy to just enter. So, uh, just to say a big thank you uh, for that for that letter uh, it was my pleasure a life yeah god bless you thank you yeah god bless you too thank you so much brother thank you brother and have a lovely time thanks you too bye bye for our listeners we hope you can come to the fga international conference this year we're going to be exploring the theme what difference does it make and talking about how free grace changes everything in our lives and ministries the conference is on October 10th through 12th at Bear Creek Bible Church in Keller, Texas. You can register at freegracealliance.com. Don't forget to also register for the barbecue banquet. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. 
If you would like to become a member of the Free Grace Alliance or to support FGA in its efforts to share grace graciously, you can do that and learn more about FGA at freegracealliance.com.